0: Hello, and welcome to Equity. I'm TechCrunch's Kate Clark, and I'm joined today by Alex Wilhelm of CrunchBase News.
1: Hey, everybody. How's it going? Um, We've been doing a lot of Equity lately. I almost feel bad, but also all the IPOs we've been waiting for are finally here. So I'm, I'm kind of excited and glad.
0: I mean, yeah. A couple extra episodes is the least we can do given that one of the most highly anticipated IPOs ever was just completed today. But I think we're all a little bit relieved that the Lyft extravaganza has sort of come to a – well, I guess it's not over now. We just get to report on their earnings.
1: Yeah, but I mean at at least this portion of the story is complete. Like we've been talking about them eventually going public for quarters and quarters now. Now it's just Lyft had a good or bad quarter. It's a two-minute story and we can move on. So it's nice to – to have gotten here. But can we go back to the beginning? And um, th- there's been a lot of steps, Kate, that that you and I have been tracking very almost religiously, but for a lot of people, probably not as close. So I was thinking we could kind of go back to the beginning of of Lyft's public journey and quickly walk everyone through uh, the numbers, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, let's just uh, going all the way back to the beginning. I think it was December when they filed confidentially to go public. And that's when this whole journey began of sort of keeping watch for when they were going to unveil the, the- you know, their S1 filing, which really lets us in and shows us all their financials. And that's what we were really um, pouring through these last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. And if you recall back then when Lyft did file privately, Uber jumped in, I think it was the next day. So all of a sudden it was bam, bam, off the races and then almost a bit of quiet uh, towards the very, until the very end of, uh, of Q1 in March. And then we got the first Lyft filing, And eventually they told us they were going to shoot for a price range of $62 to $68 in that uh, second S1, sorry, first S1A after the S1 filing. And it was going to be 30.8 million shares and a 4.6 million share green shoe. Um, And then as we reported after that, there was a lot of demand and they were oversubscribed very quickly. And so the speculation became even uh, that they were going to price a bit higher. And that came to be uh, later on.
0: Yeah, and actually, you mentioned Uber filing confidentially just hours after Lyft, and um, I had seen something on Twitter yesterday. I thought that I thought was pretty funny. Somebody was like, "If Travis Kalanick still ran Uber, Uber would have dropped their S one um, Thursday." So like right when, uh, right when. We were all anxiously awaiting for Lyft to price their shares, like uh, Travis would have just dropped the Uber S1, which I mean, I don't really know what the point of that would have been, but it would have been pretty hilarious had he done that.
1: It would have been full of spite, and that would be the Travis Kalanick way, historically, given what we know about him. Again, I've only ever met him once for like two minutes, so I don't have a good read on him uh, myself.
0: Okay, where do we leave off? So final price was $72. That's what they priced on Thursday night. So they priced top of range, and then they came. they came out this morning trading Well, this morning, actually. They were a bit late. They It was noon Eastern that they they finally um, debuted, and they debuted at $87.24 per share, um, which is a pop of 21%. So they they opened trading significantly higher than what they priced on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that was not a shocking thing. I think two things come into play here. First, I I think some people thought Lyft was going to price higher than 72. Uh, No one thought it was going to get to 80 based on the rumors, but I think 72 almost felt conservative. Uh, So to start at 87 felt pretty good. And a 21% pop is not super dramatic. And adding to this, as we started to record, Lyft was back down to $80.88. Uh, so still up from its IPO price uh, by a good, you know, 10, 12%, um, but certainly not as high as it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see where it ends up or where it closes today. Um, Dan Premack had tweeted if Lyft closes the day above its IPO price but below its first trade, did it have a first day pop? And I thought that was interesting. But I mean, we, we see this all the time where companies, you know, have a huge pop on the first day of trading. So it's not like it's abnormal for a company to have, you know, even you know, um, a twenty percent pop or whatever it may be. But it would be. I wonder if, if Lyft will be scrutinized if it ends up closing up you know, significantly lower than its opening price.
1: You know what? So uh, back in the the earlier days of the show, Katie Roof and I argued a lot about IPO pops and what was good and what was bad and kind of like the best way to think about this sort of thing. Uh, you never kind of want to come out flat because then your IPO looks like a bit of a miss. You never want to drop because then you look like a failure. Uh, you want some pop but not too much because the argument is that if you, if you go up too much in your first day, you probably left some money on the table you could have put on your balance sheet. Um, but a 20% pop and then ending the day at 10%, 12% seems healthy to me. I mean, I wouldn't read too much more into it than a good day. Uh, maybe I'm being too polite here, but that's my feelings at least.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's healthy. But I, I noticed you said that nobody really expected to lift a price at 80. And um, I actually, I think some people did. I mean, I was reading some analysts, uh, some analyst takes from Wall Street Wall Street analysts who, who had sort of been estimating around an $80 price. So they were thinking like it would be, they would price, you know, significantly above range. Um, and as we sort of have talked about, I am a little bit surprised that they ended up pricing at 72 and not a little bit higher. And then given given the huge pop, um, you know, and I guess we'll see how trading goes these next few weeks, but given that big pop, I think they should have actually priced a little bit higher.
1: I would agree. So two thoughts on that. It's a really good point. There were some people out there, I, I should have said people that I trust aren't expecting it to be at $80 a share or more. Um, Wall Street analysts are going to be a bit more bullish on the average, I think, in general. Um, But I just don't think there was enough of an argument for it to be worth that much. I mean, we just talked on the show yesterday that came out this morning about uh, revenue multiples and that sort of thing. So I don't want to repeat myself, but I I think the argument gets tougher the higher you get. But certainly you want to end up at least 10% up. It looks like they're going to do that. Um, To the Dan Premack point, they still went up on their first day. So I, I, I will call it a success. And I you know, frankly, a lot of IPOs we've seen in the last 24 months have been mispriced and have gone up like 60% on their first day or down 20%. This one seems pretty good. It gets a lot more uh, scrutiny, I think, Kate, because it's Lyft. But I, I don't know. They raised, what was it? two point, um, Almost $2.7 with the green shoe offering. Good for them. I mean, they got so much money on their balance sheet. They're public now. Everyone's happy. It's a big public win. I pfft.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think it's pretty hard to criticize, and I know people want to. And I people, I mean, Alex, you were you were just going. What'd you call it before we recorded? You called them a gar, was it garbage fire?
1: Okay, so Kate, well, the the stuff we say before the show is before the <laughs> show. Um, but for context, I, I was talking about Uber, and now I feel like a jerk. Anyways, I, we were just discussing losses, I think, and, and the pace thereof, and paths to profitability. And I made a rude joke about Uber. Um, right, which you said is now it was a, a garbage
0: joke. fire business. I think that's what I think it was
1: trash fire, if we're going to quote Sorry,
0: yes, trash fire,
1: Um, trash fire. I would never say that on the record, though. So it'll (laughs) only for you, I, and uh, everyone listening to the show. All right, let's get me out of trouble by moving along towards what this bodes for the future for unicorns. This is the next question that's on everyone's mind. Lyft has done well. It has not stumbled. Um, Well, mostly. I think everyone kind of agrees at least that far. So, Kate, when you think about other unicorns that are looking to go public or maybe on the fence about going public in 2019, what does this mean, do you think, for them?
0: Yeah, I feel like I, I'm going to spend the next two weeks really thinking because we've got Pinterest and Uber, which are both going public, and I think in April that's the plan. Unless Lyft's, um, you know, I think it, I think there is a lot writing on how Lyft stock performs because Uber, of course, you know, they have filed, but they don't—they're not required to actually IPO at any time, so they could put it off for months, or they could even put it off till 2020 if Lyft's IPO stumbles or um, you know performs just terribly. I think. We're, we're all expecting it to fare pretty well in, in the next year or so. But um, as far as what this means, I think nobody knows yet. And I think Pinterest and Uber and Slack and, you know, even Airbnb are watching closely right now to see like, Hey, should we ride the wave? Should we ride this a uh, bull market wave? Should we go public right now? But there's just, there's so many companies that want to make that, that transition. And I think you, you got to imagine that demand, Will slip when there's so many, but at the same time, there's so much capital, and these these companies have aren't these companies these investors have cash burning a hole in their pocket, and they want to invest it somewhere.
1: Yeah, maybe we should cut the unicorns into two groups. There's the companies that have either profits like Zoom or a very obvious path to profitability like Pinterest. Then there are some companies that are historically high uh, high growth companies, but have a less obvious path to profitability. Uber, for example, maybe Postmates. We don't actually know yet. We haven't seen that S one. But I I think for the companies that are on a path to profitability or already profitable, Lyft probably is a gentle push forward, probably a bit of a tailwind. But for the companies that are highly unprofitable and are going to be valued on growth, probably a bigger push, a bit more help because of Lyft's own um, increasing that losses year over year. So maybe it's actually more of a bump for the companies that are a bit more risky and more growth oriented and just kind of a a nice push forward for the companies that are... um, historically or traditionally more healthy, if you think about old-school accounting.
0: Right. So we got all these different companies, and some of them are, are just blowing through cash. But then there's companies like Zoom, which I think we've talked about a little bit um, on equity already. Uh, and they are profitable already, and they're going to have a, a successful IPO. And it's, it's a lot less of a, like, a, ooh, is this... Are, is Wall Street interested in this? Like, of course, Wall Street's interested in a high-growth, profitable business.
1: I mean, that's like the the most obvious collection of things. You know, it's like it's like a it's like a fast and heavy Metallica record. Oh no, what are people going to think? Like, it's going to go fine. Um, okay, so I think I think I want to touch on one more thing before we kind of look to the future and scoot away. Um, Kate, did you see that uh, Rolf Winkler tweet that looked at the uh, the the per share prices paid? buy VCs over time compared to the Lyft's price now? Yeah, I did. OK, so for people who don't know, um, the reason you want to be a venture capitalist is that you can buy shares in a company when they're literally worth cents. And then over time, they get become more valuable and they go public at, in Lyft's case, 70, $72 a share. Um, so going back in time, Floodgate, for example, uh, according to this uh, this Rolf tweet, Rolf's at the journal, I believe. He's a great guy. Um, Floodgate, a uh, venture capital firm that I'm sure everyone's heard of, bought its Lyft shares at 23 cents per, and they're now worth 80. That's the kind of venture returns that you want to see, and that's the sort of home run that pays for your investments in the companies that fail. And then the list goes on, uh, up to like Andreessen paid apparently 425 a share, Founders Fund 210, and then Coa2, uh, a much later investor, paid about 10 bucks a share. But still, that's an 8x return at today's share price. So it's all pretty astounding, I think.
0: It is. And I actually don't know the size, what the size of Floodgate's fund was that invested in Lyft years ago, but I've got to imagine that they've returned the fund several times over because that stake, the stake that they have is worth like $120 million or something. And this is a seed fund, a very, very small fund. And I think that's one of my favorite narratives of this Lyft IPO has been just what a win it was for Floodgate. And I don't know if you read the New York Times story um, about VCs peacocking and just like, parading around their successes, but it did mention how Floodgate hired a um, firm to sort of help them uh, garner press um, just around this IPO and how awesome it was for them, which I mean, it I thought was pretty funny. And it, it makes sense because they want people to know, like, hey, look at how great we are, are at our jobs.
1: Yeah. So that's really funny. I didn't realize that's probably why I got to talk to, uh, I believe her name is Anne. I'm, I'm, I forget her last name because I am I was going to Google it, but you finished your paragraph before I could do it.
0: Anne Miracon
1: she's fantastic and uh, but I did get to talk to her for the first time within the last month so I wonder if I was caught up in that uh, outreach campaign Um, but you know what though we joke about it but uh, points on the board are what matter and in this case they crushed it so kind of a a polite hats off to floodgate for being um, in a lucrative position today as we wrap up the week it's I, I can't knock it, Kate.
0: No, me neither. I mean, good for them. That's a huge win.
1: Now, um, one more little doodad before we take off, which is that because Lyft fi- uh, went public today, they filed, of course, before, um, they went public in Q1, which to my understanding means they have to report their Q1 earnings in Q2. So instead of Lyft going public, say, uh, early in Q2 and then not doing earnings until till like inside of Q3, we should have a Lyft earnings report inside the next month or so uh, which I'm excited about. We'll have a quick public report. And then the question becomes, does Uber go out before or after that? What does Lyft do after its earnings report, et cetera? We'll talk about that as it happens. But we will get more numbers from the uh, ride-hailing giant uh, pretty soon. And I think that's going to be uh, a real treat. I'm excited about it. Yeah,
0: okay. that'll be fun. We should definitely do an episode of equity when we get that first earnings report.
1: <laughs> I wonder if there's a maximum number of equity episodes we can do in a month before we start getting emails from people telling us to shut up and go away.
0: I maybe, maybe we should find out.
1: I don't I don't know if I want do. to find out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, we should wrap it up. Uh, it's Friday, everybody. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. Kate, Happy thank you Friday. as always.
0: Yes. Thank you. Talk to you next week.
1: Okay. Bye, everybody. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. And a big thank you to our producer, Christopher Gates, our executive producer, Henry Pickovit. And we will see you all right here next week.